to learn anything they want. It's all in your head. You just gotta spend time on it. What the hell is really going on here? Aloha. To find myself. My mind is a garden. I skip with but I'm an artist. I love art and I love you. Alright, so this is episode 962 with Chris Haslam. And I don't want to say too much because I think we cover a lot in the thing, but the cool part about these ones where I just strike up a conversation with someone and, you know, Haslam did have the intention of coming over and wanting to learn more about stuff I'm into or stuff I've learned about mental wealth or mental health and ways to deal with things differently. And then Clayton and I talk after and a general message or theme comes out of the the interviewer conversation. And on this one, it seems that the message is around, you know, talking about things that are going on and, and something that I figured out uh, growing up or whatever it was, it's, it's okay to talk about what you're stoked on. And it kind of seems like it wasn't okay to talk about what I was bummed on. And there's a big difference between saying something to change it or fix it or saying something just to kind of get it out of you. After Haslam and I hung out for a couple of days, actually he stayed here for three days and we had a lot of conversations. One thing that definitely came up is both of us had definitely suffered in silence around a certain topic or around a certain situation. And sometimes it actually, you can't even, we couldn't even talk about it for whether it would be legal reasons or personal reasons, or someone told me something in confidence and I wanted to open up, uh, there's, there's another possibility and that if I am going through something and it's tough, I can actually find someone and tell them, Hey, I'm going through a tough time right now and I can't get into it right now. I don't want to get into it right now or whatever it is. And just, but I am going through a tough time and would you be, would you be into hanging out? I actually do this. I actually go through tough times. Yeah. So that's just a, a, a thought I had that I just think there's a general message that we're supposed to have it figured out all the time and everything's supposed to be perfect and anything but is a failure. And it's not the human condition. We actually have ups and downs. Um, at any given time, I can find something I'm stoked on and something I'm bummed on. I think the first time I ever heard about that was from Mitch Nelson and JP Walker. They used to be like, are you stoked or are you bummed? It can be both and all the, the, we're messy. And so what I choose to focus on seems to help. So I can be doing okay somewhere and doing shitty somewhere else and to be like, okay, both those things are happening at the same time. And I'm going to choose to try and focus on the more positive thing or the thing I actually like, but not try to discard the fact that there's this other stuff happening. And yeah, here we go. Episode 972, 62,000. Now enough about me. What do you think about me, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen you in... Over 10. Over 10 years, yeah. right? And so for those who don't know, I used to be Chris Haslam's agent <laughs> at, at one point. And then it's funny, he's living out of a van now, so I might have feel like I failed that yeah, job. You did a good job, yeah. And then there's pictures of me counting stacks of money on the wall. So now we're like, <laughs> like Chris is kind of stoked you came over here, came over here to talk. And then all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute. All I knew of you was the the whiskey videos and stuff, and I'm like, I don't do anything of that sort, you know what I mean? And mm -hmm. I, and 
I'm the guy that's going to go to this guy, and he's going to be the guy that gets me the money. Like, this dude, like, I'm, I got to be insane. Like, that's ridiculous. And then <laughs> that was my first thought. I'm like, that guy's got to be out of his mind. What the hell Like, is you're he? even going to go meet me? Like, what are you talking about? Like, why <laughs> in the hell would I think that's a good idea? You know? <laughs> that was honestly the first thing that came to mind. Who... Who mentioned it to me that I can't even remember? I can tell you who it was. Who was it? Kelly Jablonski. Jab- yeah. Okay, yeah. So Kelly Jablonski actually used to run Ultimate for Kevin, right? I think actually he cared a lot about you. And like, you did. were kind of, you were going from. He helped me at the start of my career get to where I was going like pretty heavily. Yeah, yeah. and he could see like how people would probably have a hard time seeing what you were about and like your skating and stuff. And, I, and I'll tell you what, I, I when I first met you, <laughs> I was like. How the how the how the fuck is it that this tear off pant kid is all of a sudden looking like Jamie Thomas and how the fuck are we gonna work this? Like yeah. I was I was like this is not like what and, well, and I also knew like I'd heard from everybody that you're actually like a stand up guy and you're not like a moron and you're actually pretty intelligent. So yeah. and the first time I did see you was with tear offs. Well, that's what I mean. Imagine having to try to get hookups for that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck, you know. What I mean, at least, at least when we actually started working together, I was had some sort of a thing going. But back then, it would probably have been a you'd be like shooting for the stars, my friend. <laughs> my trust in Kelly is what brought me to you because all I knew of you was these videos that I saw online. You know what I mean? Like we, for for the sake of the listener who's not holding, yeah. n- noticing the, v- yeah, yeah, the, the, the DVD, yeah, the video, the whiskey videos and stuff like that. You know what I mean? And. Uh, <laughs> I was, and I think, you know, that's just what you had went through. And I was, I don't know if that had any role in in other people coming towards you, if that like deterred them or not. I don't know. Uh huh. Uh, But to (laughs) me, I was like, what? (laughs) Like, (laughs) were you scared to go like? Well, I was like, dude. Like I'll, I'll, (laughs) but you know what? Because it was Kelly and he, and I, I knew it because I had, I was writing for Center at the time, like a bunch of world industries and DC and stuff like that through uh, with Slugs and all these dudes. Yeah. Um, Peter, and Peter was running Center at that point, wasn't I he? I believe so, yeah. 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 Peter was doing it, yeah. And um, at the time, we were all coming up. It was like the Hasties, and it was like RDS, pretty heavy RDS with Hasties and and the Mike uh, um, Sean Hayes and the and all the and all the RDS crew and you know the Jake Stewart's and stuff. But um, I didn't ever really. He could say I never really fit into that um, yeah, uh-huh. FSU kind of stuff, you know. And he was like, you know what? Because I lived in Richmond, which was where Ultimate is. And mm-hmm. I, I would always go in there and I would write him for Momentum and all this stuff that was out of there. And he was like, you know what? Just quit that stuff. And I'll guarantee you I'll do what I can to put you on and try to get you on any of our brands that we do here. Because I, I don't feel like, you know, obviously I knew it that I – was like the outsider at the RDS scene. It wasn't a bad thing. It was just yeah, I wasn't, just different. I just wasn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. They did. They had their their image and their what they were doing, and they had all the dudes. And I just wasn't, you know, the same, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Kelly had a relationship with Dwindle. He distributed Enjoy and and Decca at the time and Blind and all this stuff. So I just was like, all right, I want to ride for Enjoy, you know. And Kelly was like. Okay, this is what we let's do it, and that's why if you watch the Deca video, mm-hmm. some of the Deca video, I'm having Enjoy T-shirt on. 
Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Sure. And yeah. because I was in transition there, and uh, I believe that he's, and I, I found out this later, and I don't know if I told you how it actually all went down, but I, I got they I, they sent my video in to like whoever he knew. I, I thought it was Vince Corrales, the dude from Decca, but he sent it to somebody, and it just got put in a pile. Yeah. In in the break room. Really? In the cafeteria. Oh yeah, yeah. I have a text message from somebody who uh, was the who was the guy that because he listened to my nightclub anyway. I got a text message t- telling me how it went down from the person who actually watched the video, showed Day One the video, and then Day One was like, "Whoa!" It was in the cafeteria um, of Dwindle. They had a pile of you know everybody sending tapes in. Yeah. Like whatever this dude that worked in at the warehouse like shipping or whatever yeah goes into the cafeteria goes into the fridge starts eating his lunch or whatever the hell he's doing i'm gonna put this video in one of them he chose mine put it in watched it he's like oh shit at that time day one went to get a drink because he was skating in the- no way. <laughs> and the guy was like dude you gotta check this out and day one was like, what do you mean? And he's like, watched it. That's how I got notice from day one. And then day one was like, whoa, let me get that. And then. And did he, did, did he start, did he start tracking? Like he, did he call Jablonski or something like that? No, did he well, call, he, well call? he called, he, he was at the DECA at the time was day one. So he got the video and he probably told Vince Krause, who was the uh, brand manager of DECA at the time. And I know Vince and I know Kelly had something going. So then. He probably saw that I was from Vancouver and it came from Kelly. I'm assuming he reached out to Kelly and Kelly was and obviously reached out to me. At the time, Enjoy was uh, Chris Cole had just got on, Rodney was on, and Chris Cole and I both had kind of obnoxious fashion styles and mm-hmm. trick choices for the time and whatever. So they didn't want two Chris's that were yeah. tearaways and. Purple <laughs> orange T-shirts and all this crap. Wasn't his shit like orange camo? Orange, orange camo or, shirt. He had orange, yellow. He wore yellow shirts and baggy camo. But he wore. Thing. Didn't he wear yellow camo shirt? Doesn't that I ring a bell? Know. No, that's recently. That's okay. like that's okay. some <laughs> recent trends, like the three tone camo. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, but uh, I believe it was. Um, so enjoy was already. Off I'm the, claiming we got to check that. By the way, I'm claiming that Chris Cole used to wear he did not camo pants, but he was wearing yellow camo shirt for some reason, I like a Charlie he, Brown looking motherfucking shirt or something like that. No, but it was I, yellow know, camo. I know he. I know he wore yellow t-shirts because okay. the first tensor ad he had was a no slide nollie heel down uh, uh, rail in. Uh, I don't know if it was, it was in PA or something. Okay, um, I'm just going to shut up because it sounds like you know a lot. I'm just going to yeah, I'm just going to yeah. recant that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, but anyway, he was enjoy the time, and then I went to. They knew that obviously my my tape ended up in the pile in the cafeteria, so they're like mm, free game. Uh huh. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> someone hit up Kelly, who mm-hmm. then hit up me. I'd met you. You'd already your your part three had come out. Two thousand four ish, right? That's your that part had come out. I think it yeah. had just come out, and I think what Kelly saw was that I, I was tensor. What's that? I was on tensor at the time, still. Yeah, yeah, you're on tensor, yeah. and then and then yeah, and then you were, and then I think what Kelly saw was that he just knew that this was kind of like an opportunity for you. I think that like okay, you just released a sick part mm-hmm. on a sick brand, and 
you also didn't you, you didn't fit the RDS. And I, I had a I was riding DC shoes at the time, which was center, and that's kind of where you came in because it was the shoe thing mm-hmm. that I couldn't get. Mm-hmm. That that's what it was. It was the shoe thing that that, that you were, that they were like you got to get. And then in those days, everybody was cashing in on shoes like it was next level. Like you needed to get a shoe deal. And Kelly knew that, or he was like, "Well, this could set you up. You could actually set yourself up with this." And you needed to get not thrashed. Yeah, and yeah. I, and and I mean, I knew like I knew just your history from the videos and stuff. I didn't know who you were. I knew you were like. I thought you were just fucking nuts. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I trusted <laughs> Kelly when he told me about who you were. And I also was, he was, I, th- I can't remember exactly, but I remember thinking, uh, this dude doesn't give a shit. He can go after people and just, you know, he'll be, yeah, good, that- at, he'll be good at doing this. It's just whether or not I'm comfortable with who he is. <laughs> after yeah, yeah, the yeah. The only thing that I know of him, you know, and that's, that was, yeah. I had to just trust Kelly's word, you know, so I, I went with it and. You know, you were an asshole. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> and you were, and you were right. Yeah, I was you, an you asshole. Were, yeah, you were an yeah. asshole, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Well, no, that I mean, that that the tr- truer words have never been spoken, especially in those <laughs> days. And I, I mean, okay. So here's funny. You, were, we actually, this is this is perfect because be mindful of what you're putting out there because mm. what's funny is those videos when I was smashing balls on my head and chasing sheep and shit like that. Mm. <laughs> those were, which by the way, I have no regret at all, but those, Good. those videos were like, I think that was 94. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So here we are 10 years later. By that time, I've done quite a few different things. I produced a few snowboard movies. <laughs> I'd like, I just a whole bunch of stuff. It's just hilarious like, to this day. It's yeah. like, uh, people will be like, like I'll be, I'll walk into some kind of deal or something mm, and people like, be like, you, you mean that dude who like smashes bottles on his head? And it's like, yeah, no, that's been a minute. Like it, it's it, been a minute since I've yeah. done, I haven't done a bottle in like six weeks, <laughs> <laughs> but that's yeah, but, funny yeah. because so by the time that there was definitely in those days, especially it's like, I thought I had so much integrity in the industry, both skateboarding and yeah. snowboarding. Cause I've been around forever that I would just be like. If someone was cool, like Keith from Indy, mm-hmm. someone someone who'd been around and someone who actually was in it, they would get mutual respect and we'd never yeah. play that shit, you know, yeah, except yeah, yeah. for Bryce. We'll talk about that later. But anyway, <laughs> but but, but for real, like it was like I knew that like a lot of the times that I was agenting, I would meet with the companies and we'd have really good conversation to be like, how is this going to work out? And this can work out win-win for both of us. Mm. But when it was a dude who was like purely like a money dude, I didn't even give a fuck. It's like, yeah, you mean nothing to me. So as lame as it is, I, I knew that you could go that way. <laughs> that, that it's not like, as lame as it is. It's just as, it is what it, it is. is. What it is yeah, 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 yeah. Like I know you don't care about. And in fact, I I loved it. I, it was it was actually pretty fun for me a few times when everybody knows who everybody is and everybody knows like there's certain things that you just don't know you're like oh instantly it's like oh if that guy doesn't know that i kind of i kind of know a lot about this guy already yeah, you yeah. know what i mean so there was yeah. a lot of that but kelly's good people and i i actually remember the first time we met i remember thinking to myself this guy's probably waiting for me to smash a bottle on my fucking head oh, but yeah. at that point <laughs> I, I, did we meet with roberta too or it, i think it was just me you and kelly i think uh, so for some reason i have a memory of that Anyway, and then and then something like I don't know. I ended up I ended up talking at some point indie, indie, uh, yeah, yeah. And did I? Festival was it? 
um, yeah, Vestel watches, watches, but but it was Indy was Indy the one was that I was most yeah. stoked on, and then and then the shoe thing, which we talked about with we dabbed on a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's cool because that's what you, it seems like you're doing now is you're wanting to educate and help people, but you're not going to be called an agent. You're not going to be called yeah, a manager. I, and I I smashing the <laughs> bottles over my <laughs> dude. I'm telling you, man, you got to open up your range, dude. You just you just, you just don't know. So. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Appealing to the right audience, I go think, no? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. So tell me the story about the tearaway style. So the first time I met you or mm. saw you yeah. was I was skating Hastings, like actually in the bowl with pads and shit, probably me and Slugger or something. And you were on the deck. Mm. And I thought it was funny that you were at Hastings because you were just on the deck and you're doing bad. a bunch of weird fucking shit. Like it was sick. Like, mm. And I was like such a tranny guy at that, that point. Like I, it was just weird to me to see someone doing that stuff. But you just seemed like you were stoked on skating. But I think you were wearing like Mayhews and tearaways or no it looked Mayhews. like a re- no, no s- where you were in was- circus. Probably, I never wore circus with the tarot. I was wearing, uh, I probably would have, might have wore the Ed Templeton twos or something. Yeah. The tearaway time. Yeah. Tearaway time, huh? Uh, yeah. The, <laughs> I, that was just something I just said right now. So that trademark. Yeah. Trademark. <laughs> uh, totally. <laughs> it only applies to me, but uh, <laughs> uh, it was probably like Templeton twos or some sort of America or something. Because when I got into DVS and, and like writing uh, bigger. The bigger shoes. It was more when I was trans- transitioning to like a, you know, the Hesh guy or whatever the hell you yeah. call it, bearded dude. But it was uh, that whole thing. I mean, dude, I didn't have any money, dude. I was going to college at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, I was just. My parents were both um, educators, and like my dad was a, you know, phys ed or a dean places, and I was. They were working in Singapore. They would go places. My mom was like a like aerobics instructor and a personal trainer, you know. My dad would go to, like, Atlanta, Georgia and get, like, their university shirt. Mm-hmm. Or, like, he was a soccer player, so he would get, you know, tear away to, to just, you know, play soccer in or whatever. And I would just, this was the stuff I'd get for free. Like, that's what you would get, yeah. tear I don't have any money. I'm, I'm not paying for, like, you know. You weren't buying your tearaways, you mean? I wasn't. I was <laughs> buying them, but I was, like, it was just part of it because I was just used to having them. And I was like, all right, well, I'll just get these then. Yeah. And you're skating in that. Yeah. I didn't care. Yeah. To me, it wasn't about. I could tell. To, <laughs> me, it was, to me, it wasn't about what I look like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. To me, it was about the skating and what the skating meant to me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, like only, it didn't actually matter it, what you I were wearing well, and shit. Look at me. I look like a, you know, walking turd stain. You know what I mean? Yeah. Street person. Street, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, like I, the the buttons on the tearaway weren't even on there. I had cut shoelaces up and tied them up because I wanted to keep wearing them. You know, <laughs> you know. I had like I didn't care what. You know, I wasn't. Into it didn't the, matter the fashion side of it. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't care the style side. It didn't matter. Mm-hmm. That only got into later when I was like hearing people like, dude, what's up with this dude? He looks super Canadian or like any of this. Shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. At that time, I was on Decca like. They gave me the chance, like Daywan and, and Dwindle. They gave me the opportunity that no one else would give me, you know. Yeah. And once I started, you know, they started, you know, paying me a little bit. I started being like, oh, this is how, this is what I like. You know, I like this style of skating. I like this style of dressing. Mm-hmm. I had money to 
sustain that style of dressing, and then it just worked, went from there, you know? You were just whatever. You were skating first, not giving a shit about what you're wearing. You just yeah. went, like, basically what you probably cared about was your shoes because how the board felt, but the rest yeah. of it you probably didn't, whatever. You didn't even think about it. But then well, all of a sudden you I didn't started... didn't care about the shoes. Really? really? You didn't even, yeah. I just, like, as long as I could skate. I mean, I'd, I'd want skate shoes, but in terms of, like, I would have skated the D3 if I had them. So I've actually never, I've never asked you this. This is actually pretty cool because this is, I don't know, 2004, 15 years later, mm -hmm. right? Is that more than that? Yeah, whatever. And I, I've, I, I've always wondered about that transition that you made. And well, like, what's, what's crazy is when I had the, when I had the hip, when I had the tearaway stuff, everyone thought I was like a hip hop dude. Yeah. I was never. I thought you were a hip hop dude. I was dude never. And, and it kind of, you can see, okay, from the outside, it's like, so you're thinking I'm going to smash bottles on my head, and I'm thinking, yeah, like, yeah. you're, you're, you're well, DECA, you know, yeah. DECA hip-hop, like, right? And, and it's even like, in the DECA I, the, video, I had, a, I had like, an AWOL 1 song, and, and it was, like, <laughs> it, I just liked the song. It, I, I'm not a hip-hop. I was listening to Bad Religion. That was, like, my Pennywise, Bad Religion, all this stuff at that time. You know, I, I've been like that the whole time. Yeah. Uh, so I was always kind of like a—I had kind of like a odd, like, I dressed this way, and people probably— judged me for the way I dressed this way and it probably had an idea of what I was like when I wasn't really on that same thing. Like, I wasn't hip-hop. I probably thought I was hip-hop. Mm -hmm. The tricks I did were kind of techie hip-hop-y looking things. I mean, I didn't think I had good line style. I wasn't even thinking about doing the lines then, but lines as in skate tricks, not as in other things. But mm -hmm. um, <laughs> even when I translate... Why are you saying that to me, man? No, I'm saying <laughs> it to the I'm saying I know, it to I know, the I know. Yeah, I got it. Uh, <laughs> But what do you when, mean? when I when I was like uh, when when I started being able to afford new like the way that I would like to dress and the way that I was turning what I was turning into in terms of my style or whatever, um, again then my style didn't didn't usually at that up at that point if I, you dress like a hesh dude you're a rail gap guy mm -hmm. you didn't do late flips and dress like a a rail dude or a hesh dude or listen to heavy metal or, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've always loved that part of, of it for me mm -hmm. because, you know, I, I dress the way I do because I, I like dressing this way. Yeah, that, like you actually, you haven't yeah. changed. Since you could afford to dress the way you want to yeah. dress, you've pretty much kept it and, consistent. Yeah, and the idea of me looking like I dress this way and it mean it coming off as in like, Oh, he's probably a gnarly rail dude. Mm -hmm. Like that has always been insane to me. I'm like, why? Well, because I dress like. Why does it? Like I need to be. Yeah. What? Why do I have to be a rail dude to dress like this? And it, I always like, kind of like the. Um, I, I guess it's a misjudgment of character because it shows that you know everybody does it regardless. You're like, yeah, yeah. Even yeah. though you think it's good, you don't know. Yeah who they are. No, you don't know. No, it's a, it's a total, like, it's a, it's a projection. Yeah. It's all projection, man. We're all projecting onto other people. So I see Haslam dressed like this yeah, so and it's like, I built the like story. Oxymo what's like, what are they called? Like, a um, I'm a heavy metal looking dressing guy that's supposed to skate rails, but instead I'm a heavy metal guy that does manuals. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're, I can't remember what the word is. For Oxymoron? Yeah, is that what it is? It, well, yeah, I think so. Yeah. So yeah. it's like a, it's like such a weird, it's like yeah. a, not the same. So I kind of had that thing going, mm -hmm. which I was always stoked on because, and once I had that going and, and, and I was like, all right, this is, you know, I'm, you know, my balls dropped and I finally grew hair on them. And then I like, they started coming out of my face and my head. <laughs> this is, 
this started it, you know, and yeah. this is where I'm going. Yeah. And then now I now I have this set, and I was fortunate to be placed into a group of guys that were at the top of their game mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. at the time. Yeah, at the time. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, which yeah. was a huge door. Yeah, opened for like me. when and who do you mean? Like Rodney you're Mullen about, and and Day One yeah. after the round one around two videos. Yeah, they opened their doors to their camp for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, even if it wasn't them themselves, the the doors that they were involved with, and that was the position I was put in, mm-hmm. and that that was it. I was like, now I have a platform. I have things have lined up to where I'm like, all right, I'm not just a tearaway guy and shaved mm-hmm. head guy. There's a there's a marketability kind of aspect to me now. I remember being like, this is going to be rough because yeah. you did that. But, mm-hmm. like, the funny part is what you're telling me now is totally legit. Like, you just were wearing tearaways, didn't yeah. have any idea. And then one day you were able to actually forward and you kind of started to feel a certain mm-hmm. way, fall into a certain thing. And then and then and you're like, this is what I like and I'm going to stick with it. Yeah. You know? And it wasn't because my, you know, we were broke or whatever. It was just like... I just, it didn't matter. I wanted, you know, I'd rather spend my money on eating Wendy's or something. You know what I mean? It, yeah, yeah, I, I yeah. I didn't care what I wore to go skating. We yeah. didn't care about, like, I wanted a skate shirt, like Prime Skateboard shirt would be sick, or like Basic Industries or whatever. It'd be cool to have them, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to, like, I can't afford to spend my money on it, my money, because mm-hmm. I didn't have any, because I was going to school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, once skating kind of kicked in, I started being able to, like, one, get him for free. <laughs> There was one story you told me about Jamie Thomas because Jamie was thinking about putting mm-hmm. you on. Was it Fallen at one point or was it? It was, um, it might have been, yeah, I think it was Fallen. Yeah. And and the, yeah. the cool part is I don't want to go into the details and it doesn't matter, but you were talking with Jamie for yeah. a while with Chief, right? Back and forth, yeah. Yeah, back and forth. And, that's, and, and the part that I was most stoked on, and I believe this to be true in life, is the most important stuff that I've ever had to hear in my life, I didn't want to hear. Yeah. The 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 bullshit, it's all good, bro, all the time. Like, that's good sometimes. Mm. But it's like a good friend or someone that's solid will tell me the stuff I don't want to hear. Yeah. And it sucks. And and I remember you telling me, you. it's not that he told you something you didn't want to hear. He just told you the truth. Yeah. But it was something that you weren't expecting to hear. It was in the opposite direction. But yeah. the sick part was you, what you said to me was you're like, I can trust that guy now. Like, yeah, I can believe yeah, yeah. him. Yeah. Like he told me something. Well, I can't believe you said that to me, but now I can trust you. Yeah, and that's that's that's. Well, it was it was it was like it was the only one I believed. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because yeah. it it was I could tell it was because Jamie's kind of, he was always like um, like I, I he was always like pretty comes off as a pretty gnarly dude, pretty intense dude with the zero stuff that he does and all this stuff, you know. And it showed it, it, mm-hmm. everything that it's just who he is. And, and with that response that he gave me, just like, you know what? This is this is why. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, I'm right on. You yes. Got it. Thank it, you. It's, yeah. It's like, dude, you the response you gave me fits everything that I know about you. And it's uh, that I respect that 100 percent. And you're the only that's the first answer I've gotten from uh, a company that's denied me that. I was believe. true. Yeah, it was that true. I, that I honestly believed. Like after after talking with you, the way you explained it is that you just said that um, after a while talking, he was like, hey, dude, you know what? I just don't think this is going to work. Yeah. And then and then he told – not only did he say that, 
but he actually had he actually had the soul to actually tell you why. Yeah. And, and a lot of people go, oh, it's not going to work. And then you're just left there like, what the fuck? And he actually just cut right through the fat meat yeah. and went right to it and said, and here's why. And it was and it was you know it was it was something that like. Uh, Fr- came from within him, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that was the reason why it wasn't there, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, why why it w- came out. And and that was like, showed me that he's not, you know, he's not afraid of who he is. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I, I can, I, I think that was awesome. And he, and he knows who he is. He knows who he is. To he's tell, not yeah. afraid, and he's willing to tell me, and it was, he's willing to tell me the truth about what it is that it is going on, you know what I mean? And, and that was... You know, I, I respect him for doing that. And yeah, I, I love it. I yeah. love it that you said that, too. And like, I, need, I can and trust I, this guy. I can and believe him. You know, because at the time when when I had the round three part come out, I was, dude, every single company had said no. Yeah. Budget. Like, oh, can't. You're not in the budget. Like, what a, everybody was like, budget. But, and even, even if that was the right answer, yeah. if that was the reason, I was like, oh, God, just make something up. So at least I have a story to tell. Yeah, like why? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah just be yeah, like, yeah. I don't know. We're, you know, we our office is in a hot air balloon and it got shot down. You know, just make up some something lie yeah. that I can at least be like, dude, look at what they told me. You know what yeah. I mean? Instead of like, oh, the budget's cut, but because I was getting it on all sides across the board. Yeah, I do. Know, I think that's when Kelly got got involved and was like, I need to get that you some representation because yeah. you're going to get fucked. I'll tell you one of the worst fucking moments of my life, and it had to do with your shoe deal. Not about you, <laughs> but just, but just, so for me, I was like, and this, uh, dude, I'm not blaming you. This is all on me, 100%. Yeah. Like, I owned an agency. Yeah. I was managing you as an athlete. Mm. And um, I can't remember who it was, but who, for some reason, I know that, I know that Bryce was working Adidas. at Adidas. Yeah. And who is – why was was Bod Boyle working for Globe? Is that right? Or was he no, – Bod, Bod owned uh, – Bod was a predator Dwindle who Globe owned Dwindle. Okay, okay. So, yeah. so okay, there, that's what it was. Okay, so I can't remember exactly. And my negative self-talk can do a pretty good job of making shit up. But I remember this specifically. Like, I'm a huge Bryce – Knight's nice. fan. Yeah, Always yeah. have been. In fact, he came to Whistler. I met him through Slugs. And he did. I got like a two-page spread in Thrasher because of Bryce. Mm-hmm. Like, and me and him totally got along and everything. Fast forward 15 years, whatever, 10 years, yeah. and I'm, I'm this agent. And I'm also making movies and I'm also doing iTunes stuff. I'm just hustling, doing yeah, all this yeah. shit. And it was also like the time, too, when like all the big energy drink money was starting to come yeah, up. Yeah. Like right when you were coming on and everybody was getting big shoe sponsors and, and energy drink stuff like That's you better it. get Haslam fucking you know Jimmy Juice or whatever the fuck <laughs> it is right and then I remember phoning Bod who I'm a fan of mm. huge fan of BK mm. and I had basically was it Bod or Gary Valentine I, I don't think I talked to Gary Valentine it was one of the two yeah. but for some reason I thought it was Bod for some well, reason Bod because Wendell. yeah but I th- but, but that would have been Globe right like Gary, for some Gary, reason Gary was Globe yeah okay it must have been Gary, whoever it was. But for some reason, for sure it was Bryce. Because yeah, yeah. this is the well, part Adidas, that sucked. Right? Yeah, yeah, and this yeah. is the part that I remember, sucked. I remember this time. So they were doing Adidas, and you were like, hey, dude, can I get on Adidas and da-da-da-da-da. And I actually called BK, and, and the number that Globe was going to pay you, I embellished when I, I, I told – I lied. Yeah. I straight up lied to BK and said, oh, it's this. And BK's like, well, we can't meet that. Like, yeah. you know, I'm stoked. And BK was totally cool about mm-hmm. you. And I was friends with them. 
But dude, I was unaware of what I was doing. Like I didn't really think about that whole fucking thing. Dude, I died. I died that day because I fucking lied to like one of my heroes. And I'm like, he probably knew for sure because those guys, he knew people. He knew how it worked. He knew, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I mean, dude, I don't, I don't think that's on his mind. No, I don't think it's on his mind either. <laughs> but that's that's the thing. So it all comes back to me. How was I with me when that happened? And I stopped being agent sh- shortly after that. It's yeah, like, I, I can't do this. The way that I feel right now. Yeah. I would be in a different spot if I didn't if I didn't have you. Regardless of whatever happened, you know, like you talking to whoever you talked to or whatever happened with my whole thing. Mm-hmm. Because I got involved with you, I got in the position I'm in. Yeah, sick. Regardless yeah. of me, me and Roberta too. Roberta, yeah, Roberta was always too. Yeah, huge. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, and that's the route I took, and I'm here now, and that's part of my journey was to become part of yours. Mm-hmm. And you know, I don't. I don't care about what the other side could have been because that's done. Yeah. It didn't happen. Didn't happen. What happened is I'm here right now because I met you at one point in my life that directed me into somewhere else. Yeah. And regardless if it was the way that I wanted or you wanted, it is the way that it is now. And I've been stoked to be able to say that I fucking am stoked on the way that it happened. The way that it happened. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah regardless. Of, and, and it sucks that you had to lie to BK. But <laughs> I didn't have to. I chose, chose to, to, but yeah. I was unaware. Yeah, you yeah, chose to, yeah. and you doing that opened the door for me to do what I did. Yeah, yeah. The United, by, you know, United by Fate video wouldn't happen. I probably would never got a pro shoe or three pro shoes. I wouldn't have got you know all yeah. these things. Globe supplying me with what I you know what I have right now. Yeah, wouldn't have happened if you hadn't chosen. To do what you did. To do what I did, yeah. yeah, yeah. And and you know even even what we're doing right now, even if someone's listening to and they get into that part about yeah. me and BK or whatever, maybe they will see like that shit comes with a cost. Yeah, you know, like being out of integrity can mm. come with a cost that a lot of people aren't aware of. And if I can bring awareness to that, it's worth it for me. And they got to know that your the the choices you make will lead you in different directions that you, sometimes you don't think you're going to go in, mm-hmm. but you just have to be confident that the choices that you are making are the ones that, you know, yeah. are, you feel like will give you the most opportunity and, uh, and just run with it. Don't, I hate knowing that some people have regrets on what they did is because they, uh, stubbornly made decisions that they knew weren't right. And then it <laughs> came right. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Even if you made those decisions, you have to be able to understand that this is the journey I'm on. I don't regret making those decisions. Mm-hmm. I'm now learning from them, and I won't make them again. Mm-hmm. Because at some point in your life, you're going to have to learn those. Yes. And it could be way gnarlier. Yeah. At least you knew it then, and you did got out of the way, and it sucks and all that crap, but it's done. Oh, You know I, what I mean? I, I, I know what you mean. Like, I've got... I, I'm at a place now, and and believe me, I don't have it all figured out, and I'm yeah. a piece of work. Yeah. But well, I, but yeah. I, yeah, yeah, we all are, yeah, right? Yeah. And but I'm at a place now where I I realize that actually all the shit, all the bad decisions, all the things, the hard things, like yeah. those, that's where I've learned everything. If I'm able to actually look at those, and not blame myself or blame other people and be like, wait, what did I learn there? What yeah. did I get out of that? Those are the lessons. Those are the ones. So I'm totally with you. Yeah. Like, like to just regret it and to wish it never happened. No, you you're missing the lesson. It's like, it's like, you got to turn shit into sugar, yeah. man. Like you're like, moving backwards. Y- if you y- do that. You yeah. Know I mean? And, and that, that can be, 
that can be in itself depression. We talked about that too. Like with yeah. that in itself is like looking and, and wishing and wanting it to be expected, it to be different is like, there's look, it's done. There's not fuck all you can do about it. Hmm. So the cool part is, is like you, if you can look at it and be like, like even me telling you that stuff about BK, like, dude, mm. that's embarrassing. But I'm able to do that because yeah. it's like, you know what? I'm human, dude. Guess what? I made a mistake. Yeah. Not stoked on it. Whatever. Well, it, wasn't and then, even a, it wasn't a mistake. It was just a lesson for you. Totally. And I, I need, yeah, I wanted to make you aware of how that affected what happened in my life. Yeah. So, you know, you were there to try to help me do stuff. And it worked. Yeah. It <laughs> didn't work the way that we'd planned, but it no. worked in a way that... You know, I'm not, I don't regret anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't regret not taking trips. I don't, you know, I got, I went, I did everything that I wanted to do times well, 10. And, and, and in that same note, I don't regret that I did that because yeah, I had to good. learn. Yeah. Like I, I, exactly. I know now, like so many times in today, yeah. now I'm all the time I'm able, I'm running into situations where I can, where I have a choice to, to make something easier for yeah. me or someone else by bullshitting or whatever. Mm. And I choose not to, cause now I know the cost. Yeah. The short term game seems like a good idea, but the long term it's like, no dude, it's not, it doesn't work. So I, I don't regret that either. Like I had to learn it. And especially like in an, in an industry that I care so much about yeah. and people I care so much about, like, it's like, I learned tons from that. And, and, and actually me telling people that experience is actually pretty embarrassing and shit at the same time. It's like, fuck dude, maybe Be someone careful. can learn something from this, yeah. dude. You're not the only one that's ever going to go through that. Yeah, yet. absolutely. You know? Absolutely. So that's how we met. Yeah. Uh, it's funny. It wasn't a, it wasn't really ever meant to be an agency. I wanted to do what you're talking about doing right now is you want to help, help people, people when yeah. they're coming up, whether they're pros or just skaters or whatever it is, um, kind of see some stuff from experience. And you can help people and, and not make mistakes. And so uh, that's really what the management company was about for me and Roberta was like, mm-hmm. we both came up, didn't matter whether we're snowboarders or skaters, whatever, we're just like coming up in an industry where there's no structure whatsoever. So it's actually pretty similar to what you're doing. It's just that yours is called Brainchild and mine was called Infamous Management Inc. Yeah. Uh, you know, The whole like beginning of this thing that I was doing was not necessarily directed to uh, mental health, like per se, but it was like just guidance for, for a lot of things in, in skating really, cause that's my platform really is skating. And it was, uh, um, just like trying to offer guidance to kids that, you know, would grow up in the pro ranks or whatever, and they get spit out the end and are completely useless because they've been for, they've been fed their whole life, hand fed by, companies and and you know praised by people and then there's like a weird little sense of entitlement that comes with that so when you are not wanted anymore that's when things start happening you know and you don't know how to pay taxes or you don't know how to deal with certain things in your life or you know whatever and then uh that's when you know I was like all right well there's an issue there that I'm that I want to recognize and hopefully help kind of I don't fix it or whatever it is that you need to do to get it running smoother but um then uh my friend I had a couple friends actually uh uh pass away one was uh earlier like uh, a couple years earlier and then Ben passed away from committed suicide I don't know what caused it I mean again that was part of my issue because I didn't see it nobody saw it 
mm-hmm. happened. No, nobody could tell that that was going on in his head. And the thing that got me, I mean, that part is the worst, but the thing that got me was the good times that I was having with him that I was think were both. I mean, maybe it was awesome times for him because it was an escape or whatever. I don't know what was going on in his mind, but to me, they were awesome. And I remember them as awesome. And to know that he was like, they were might be cool for him, but to know that he might not, that was just a section of it. And then He's not awesome after that. You know what I mean? It was just mm-hmm. that moment in time that he was awesome. And then after that whole part was hard for me to deal with because it was, uh, um, it just felt so one-sided. Mm-hmm. Like I wasn't, I didn't do my part to, I wasn't a good enough person to recognize my friend having an issue or he didn't, wouldn't recognize me enough to be able to tell me it because of something that I was doing or how I came across or whatever it was I was doing. So when uh, my buddy Louie hit me up and told me what happened with Ben, I was like, what the hell? I was just with that dude like two months ago. Like in shock. Like yeah, well, I was like, what the hell? Well, everybody was. Louie was like, dude, I like had to ask him if it was the actual Ben that we were talking about. I was like, what the hell? Uh-huh. This is, uh, like, I don't even know what to say about that. Mm-hmm. And I didn't. And then it starts sticking in, like, well, he had so many friends. How did he, how nobody knew, like, how did, how did he kept that from everybody? And it just kind of kills me to know that that can happen to people, you know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, and then that kind of influenced me on what I was doing with this brand and was like, that sucks. Like, mm-hmm. that doesn't need to happen. I want to skate with my homies forever. I mean, sometimes the world sucks ass, but at least we can hang out together and it suck ass together, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and so it kind of, everything that, all this guidance stuff that I was like hoping it would, I'd bring light to, everything stems from how you perceive the certain situation that you're in and how you react to it, which means everything is stemming from some sort of mental illness, depending on how you uh take certain things that happen in your life, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So then that's where the direction went. I was like, yeah, offer guidance and all this stuff about certain things in your life, but ultimately in the end of the root of everything, it's how your mind perceives certain information and how you react to it. And, and that affects everything about what you do, how you feel. And so that's basically where it, I came down to it. I was like, you know what, that's... That's pretty much what it is. It's sorting out and and relieving everybody of, I mean, starting the process of, like, making it not so uh, uh, taboo is the right word, to Mm -hmm. talk about your thing, especially in the badass skateboarding culture and extreme uh, board sports and testosterone and all that crap. Uh Um, it's not a weakness, you know no, what I mean? No. It's not a weakness, and and being able to talk to your homies about shit is like should be very easy to do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But just the fact that some people can't see that, uh, can't feel like that's something they can do, is uh, something that definitely needs to change, especially mm-hmm. in skate. I mean, everywhere. But mm-hmm. again, like I said, my platform's in skating, and I want to help my. Uh, that's where I can make probably my first impact is like helping my skateboarding comrades to know that they're, they're not just by themselves, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, again, I don't know anything. I mean, I know what I know from just 
what I've been through and what my friends have been through that have affected me that way, like mm-hmm. Ben and, and a couple other guys. But I'm hoping that the journey of brainchild starting and where I go from now, people can follow me and, and hopefully they'll be able to learn stuff or at least give them outlets to have people to talk to or go to somewhere or maybe someone I talk to that, you know, said something that relates to them, they could go there or what somebody will reach out to me or, you know, mm-hmm. just to get, you know, things stirring a little bit because things need to be a little different, I think. So you and I have been talking about like ways to contribute rather than just recording a podcast, like mm-hmm. what can we do or whatever. And I was telling you the other day, like, uh, so I think inherently for me, I've had this kind of like outcast. I don't like being told what to do. I don't like being told. I don't think a lot of us do. That's why we got into what we do. Yeah, right? we don't like it. So the funny part was this woman worked, I was hanging out with her one time and she, she does this thing where she's talking about when you're feeling shitty or when you're feeling depressed and mm. it's almost like a reverse psychology thing, but for some reason it really worked with me. She's like, if you feel depressed and feel down and you want to stay depressed and you want to stay down, yeah. don't do these five things. <laughs> and like, the, so the first one is like, whatever you do, don't breathe, don't breathe. Like, <laughs> yeah. and then the other one is like, don't tell anyone, whatever you do, don't tell anybody, don't move, yeah. don't do anything different. Like, just keep doing the same thing. Don't do anything different if you want to stay like this. And then the other one is um, don't be interested or curious about what's going on for anybody else (laughs) in the world. And whatever you do, don't be, you know, that's five, that's five things to stay depressed. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, man, it is. But the, but oh, the yeah. thing that the thing that you and I are talking about is so one of those is really hard is like don't tell anybody. Yeah. Well, it's like me and you. This has kind of been we've been talking a lot about this. Like talk about it. Like you said, you talk about a rolled ankle. You were just saying this is more. You talk yeah. about an injury. Mm-hmm. People say you, no problem, but you talk about my head, my my brain doing some weird shit up here, mental illness, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Where I'm having a hard time. Yeah. You said it. There's kind of the stigma, and people get all freaked out and they get all weird. And it's like it was preventative, like you, like. I was asking you, do you, um, is it like, we got to go down the road while you're in a stable state to understand what we're doing so that we can deal with it properly? Or do we get depressed and, and feel miserable and then on top of it also have to deal with not knowing how to handle it? Yeah. Yeah. So you're, you're, that's like doubling down on the suffering basically. Yeah. And it's like. We talked about that. Like, so, so do you learn how to skate when you have a broken ankle? Yeah, yeah. It's, like, learn f- to- it's like physio. Like, do you, like, would you rather be able to skate awesomely and just be learning about the stuff, mm-hmm. like your ankle stuff and all this stuff, so you can better prevent it from happening or, or like, when it does happen, be ready for it? Yeah. Or just skate, blow your ankle out. Yeah. Be bummed you can't skate and be bummed you have no idea how to handle it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, which one would you rather do, you know? Well, what I mean, I mean th- that's kind of like, and we, well, in, in another metaphor, so here's the deal is like, I'd rather learn some stuff. Like, yeah. let's say, it's, you know, before you get hurt physically, it'd mm. be good to learn some stuff about how to deal with that yeah. because that's probably going to happen if you're doing this. Well, my belief is that at some point everybody is going to have an opportunity 
throughout your life to deal with your shit. Like yeah. the, your shit's going to come. Like no one's walk. Anybody's walking around like they got it all figured out. Those are the people I'm scared of. I, you, those pe- those fuckers <laughs> yeah. make me nervous. Like how's it yeah. going? I'm fine. I got it all figured out. He looks really great. He's got everything figured out. Dude, I'm nervous around those kind of people because they're full of shit in my opinion because everybody's got their shit. Yeah. Like it's not about walking around and going, oh, I'm depressed. and But it's like, no, like sure, there's the surface stuff, but – the ones who can't like go, you know what, man, I'm, or, you know, whatever, and have a real conversation. And I would say, so if what I just said is true, and it might not be, but for me, I believe it is, that everybody's got their shit. Would it not make sense to to be like, okay, so maybe my shit's going to come up, and maybe I got to learn how to deal with it when it does. And it's and I think it's going to be a hell of a lot easier to find people who can even understand what the fuck you're talking about in the yeah. first place. Well. And that comes again with um, the people that are listening. You got to be careful how you respond to people that come to you with that kind of, like, I'm not okay. And then you're like, well, Mm -hmm. all right, well, what the hell's wrong with you? You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. they're so emotionally heightened to what is going on in their mind that they could take anything, even if you're saying something completely positive, the way that you word it, they could take totally differently because they're, you know, they're like completely heightened with just inside themselves and they'll pick out certain words that may like have a the neg- person who's listening yeah. you mean yeah they yeah, may yeah, have a, that yeah, m- yeah even though might your whole sentence would be positive there's certain negative connotated words in there mm-hmm. like isn'ts or like negatives or like you know this that they might pick out and be like or sick or you know like all this stuff yeah they might pick those words out and be like they are relating it to something else and be like, oh, God, this dude just doesn't understand. You know what I mean? When they're like, you know, we, you're okay. You know, we're, I'm saying something positive to you. Yeah. The way that I worded it, you've chosen to choose these words, and, and now it's a negative to you. So, now it's a negative. So it, it, I'm like, I'm kind of like, I don't, it's got to be kind of, uh, I don't mean sensitive, but you got to be, the way that you word your responses is, is kind of important with that, right? I, I think so. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I mean, well, there, there's a couple things there. So I do this more now because I'm on kind of the other side of the fence with people. I say, hey, I'll tell you what, why don't you just tell me everything? Mm-hmm. You can say anything you want and I'm just going to listen to you for a while and I'm just going to listen and just just basically dump it out. Mm-hmm. I'm not here to fix anything. I'm just here to listen. Mm-hmm. We're taught in our society, I believe, to go, uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh, yeah. And or if the person says the S word, we're supposed to f- call this number or we're supposed to do this and we're supposed to do that. And it's like, no. So can you create the time where the person can just talk and let it out? And I've had, I'm going to go near this, like for some, for the word suicide, I've Mm -hmm. had situations where people have said to me, I said, Hey, tell me what's going on over there. And then they've told me and they're, they're skaters or whatever. And Mm -hmm. they're used to saying whatever the fuck, anything like they're not, they're not bound by society's normal rules of what a normal person says. It's like motherfucker. And I've had a person say to me, I've actually thought about taking my life. I've thought about, I've had this and that now in a normal setting. Um, and in a lot of counselors and stuff, it's like, boop, you're off 911 where I've actually just created a space where I've just listened. And then I've actually been like, okay, so yeah, dude, I've actually had, I've said that word before and da, da, da. And they really just needed to say the word. Mm. They needed to talk about their experience and have someone hear it and then actually talk about it and not yeah. make it bad that they were thinking about that. Yeah. It's a, it's a dodgy thing, right? It's a dodgy topic, but 
when you're a, someone who came from our background, we're t- used to talking about gnarly shit. Gnarly stuff, yeah, yeah. So for us not to be able to say something's a little off when we're used to talking about gnarly shit, right? Yeah. Like you can pretty much talk to me about anything. Just open, yeah, open transparency is what I like, yeah, you know? Yeah, now here's here's the thing. Here's a tool for you or something that, uh, so if someone does talk about harming themselves, harming other, or the word suicide or anything like that, I will say, hey, I'll just back up and be like, hey, man, no judgment or anything. But, like, I just want to be clear with you. Like, you use that word. Are you planning on harming yourself? Are you planning on harming anybody? And is there anything I can do for you? Like, is there anything we can do together? You said something or you you were talking about harming whatever. There is kind of like a protocol-y kind of thing where – um, they do, and this is all just information. Like I'm not a therapist, so I'm just yeah, giving yeah. you information. But when a person does start saying certain things or they talk about basically harming themselves or other, that's a really good time to get curious and be like, hey, um, and also be like, you know, I don't really even know if I'm the one capable of doing this. So can we go and do something together about mm, this? Yeah, can yeah. we go and get help together? Can we build a plan? Because I kind of got scared when you said that. And But instead of like, oh, 911, you're off to the loony bin and there's something wrong with you. That's very different than, can, okay, let's do something about this. Yeah. That makes sense? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, that's the other thing, too, is sometimes... Well, let's take those whiskey videos, for instance. Like, what I believe now is that we were actually screaming to the world, we're not okay. I know. I mean, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, you guys got that. But we we didn't. We just... That was just our bodies acting out, you know? Yeah. And that can be another one, too, is when you see a person's actions. Yeah. Like, I notice when I... Sometimes I, I'll see someone and I'll be like... That guy's really intelligent or that person's really intelligent or I know them to be a certain way. And when they start doing things differently, Hmm. they can be completely unaware of it. And it can just be a good time to be like, hey, man, like I noticed that you normally show up when you say you're going to show up, let's say, and you you don't even show up now. And that's different than how you've been. So are you you good? Can we do something? What's up? Rather than you're fucked up. (laughs) <laughs> it's like you're an idiot. Yeah, like, yeah, you're an idiot or something. Just like, no, th- just notice these differences. Notice these. That's what starts to happen, I think, is people start to change. Because I know when I was really, really fucked up, I, all I remember saying to people is like, something's off, something's off. That's all I could say. Mm-hmm. And people would be like, I've heard you say that before. I'm like, yeah, but something's off. Like, I'm not me. I'm not myself. Something's off. And luckily, I was able to f- – someone finally went – Holy shit, dude, I've seen what you've done in your life. I've seen how you've been mm. and you're different now. You're, you're, and, and I hear you saying something's off and it was like, what can I do to help you and what can we do together? And actually that person didn't leave my side until I, they were like, let's build a plan. Yeah. Who do we call? What do we do? Yeah. And, um, you know, and that came from me getting vulnerable in the first place to tell them I'm not doing okay. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like I'm not, yeah, dribbling into a cup kind of shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I, I I have a lot of room for a lot of people doing that these days because it's there's a lot of information getting pumped into us a lot of like a lot of stuff there's mm-hmm. almost like like overwhelm is really common with yeah. a lot of people these days there's so much information coming in of how we should be and all those things we should be doing and how good we should be that it's really common that a lot of people are getting overwhelmed 
And the best way I know how to get past that is to find someone like Haslamabad and, <laughs> and, and uh, to find Haslam or someone be like, hey, dude, you want to have a bullshit just because I got a lot of shit stacking up in my mind and yeah. I'd love to hang out. And here's the thing. I don't need you to fix me. I just want to have a bullshit. Yeah. And you'd, pr- you'd be like, yeah, dude, right on. Right? I yeah. think you would. Oh, yeah. Well, that- we just go skating. Let's go skate and yeah. hang out and talk and stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 There are good therapists, there are good mm-hmm. professionals, mm-hmm. but the power of th- good therapists and your friends and making connections with people that you reconnecting with people that know you from a different time and stuff can be so valuable. So huge. So huge. Like even Jablonski, if you were like, if you went to a dark place, you haven't seen Kelly in a long time, he'd be a great person for you to hook up with, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like me and him were going through legal stuff at the same time. He hit me up. We had a bullshit. It was huge for both of us. We're yeah, like, dude, yeah. this is hell. Yeah, this, he did survive a plane crash. Yeah, he did, right? Yeah. Yeah, no. And it's like and and then and then so there so there's a perfect one. There he is. He's totally innocent. He's in a legal battle, like he's done something wrong. Yeah. And then me and him were able to communicate and be like, dude, yeah, I'm in the same thing. It's brutal. Cool. Made it also doable. Made it well, yeah. I, I remember not, Kelly yeah. being like, dude, talking to you has been so good. I'm like, me too, man. Like that just that took it from a ten out of ten down to a five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Just talk about stuff, man. Seriously. Yeah, right? That's, talk about I mean, it. Yeah, it, like it, it, it's what it is. It comes down to at the end of it. I mean, just coming from an, like a, my side of things, like just people just be open to people coming to your friends and mm-hmm. your friends coming to you and just being able to listen to them and stuff because mm-hmm. it's intense out there, you know? It is. And so the best doorway in that I've found is people go, how are you doing? If I actually give a shit about them or we have the time to actually talk, I'll say, well, my health's good right now. I'm doing pretty good. And dude, I lose my mind about money every day. Mm-hmm. I stress about money every day. And yeah. then the person will go, I'm so glad you said Meat. that because <laughs> I am losing my mind about money. And then we open up a conversation about why are you losing your mind about money? It's yeah. like, Dude, I don't know, but I'm just stressing about that shit. And then it can actually bring the conversation can be, bring me into reality about what's going. Like, who doesn't stress about money? Yeah. Like, and it's like you can actually bring yourself into what's actually happening through a conversation. But that's the key, is I can open it up. So rather than someone waiting for someone to come talk to me, I can actually be honest with people and say, "This is what's actually going on, dude. Yeah. I, I have, I'm doing good here, here, and here, and right here, I'm losing my shit. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I, it actually gets people laughing sometimes. They're like, holy fuck, dude, me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man, so that's sick. I'm back in that. Like, so anybody in the vicinity of Vancouver, British Columbia, Van- Vancouver Island right now who has anything going on in their life, just hit up Wayward Nephew. <laughs> 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 and he will answer all your problems because he is an expert in the field of oh, mental no. health. And I'm <laughs> just kidding, dude. No, and I, I'm stoked on what you're doing, man. I've just hung out with you for three days. And what I can tell from hanging out with you besides us catching up is you really do give a shit. You care a lot about people. Mm. You care a lot about skateboarding and how much it's given you. And I believe that you are doing your best to help younger generations coming up, people your age now. And it's been also a gnarly road for you because you've stayed in integrity with yourself Mm -hmm. and that's not been easy. And I've learned a lot about that in the last few days. Like 
there's been times when you've had to do and see and certain things like, well, you don't get wasted. So like even that in the skate industry is its thing in yeah. its own, you know? Yeah. And so you, in my opinion, you are an integrity and you're doing your best and you're right now you're breaking a mold like, okay, what am I going to do now? Yeah. And you want to, you actually want to give back and help people and you're willing to put yourself out there and learn and share it with people. So that's, that's what I'm seeing. That's my judgment of you, man. Thanks, dude. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's the Haslam thing, and I hope you got something out of this. And yeah, he's trying to do something. He's trying to make a difference. He is making a difference. He is doing something, and he's got a heart of gold. Uh-huh.